I, f- I feel like he shows up on set and reads the script. He's like, come on, guys. I'd never do that. <laughs> I don't know why I made him Australian. <laughs> Australian uh, and British basically the same accent, right? <laughs> yeah, close, close. Um... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 426 with our review of Don't Breathe. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are holding our breaths, trying to hide from a blind man, and uh, we're trying not to breathe. So, how you doing tonight, Carson? Good. How about yourself? Are you breathing? I, I I am I am breathing right now, but you know later on tonight I'm, I'm feeling like I really want to get out of Alameda. Um, but if I can just steal this money from this old guy, <laughs> then maybe I can move out of Alameda and move into the you know San Francisco proper. Maybe, yeah, right. <laughs> Do you, would, will you come with me <laughs> for moral support? You know, because your dad owns the uh, security company. Oh, yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> Uh, it should be a good time. Yes, you so, know I'm so su- I'm surprised you didn't want to to talk about uh, mechanic resurrection. I mean, <laughs> we're we're missing out on quality cinema here. I, it it was it was on 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 the radar of you know maybe I should watch this film, but uh, <laughs> no, it, <laughs> you should uh, spoilers. You should not watch it. <laughs> no, it definitely seemed like one of those like based on the fact that I've never ever seen a trailer for it. Um, it definitely seems like the type of thing that I would catch, you know, <laughs> when it comes to HBO or Netflix or something. I don't think I ever saw a trailer for it either in, in theaters. I think I watched it online, but I never saw it. I mean, I, I don't think they had any faith in it. I, I think they uh, <laughs> they pretty much uh, acknowledged that uh, this was direct to Redbox. So now, now, why was it Mechanic Resurrection? Was he supposedly to have died in the first one? Dude, I don't remember <laughs> anything that happened in the first Mechanic other than Ben Foster was uh, a villain, naturally. And, uh, That's right. And then him and his brother tried to rob some banks. <laughs> yeah, <he> exactly. <laughs> first, him and, first, him and his brother saved a bunch of Bostonians on a boat. And then they robbed a bunch of banks. Um, but yeah... Uh, yeah, and then he, you know, Jason Statham naturally blew a lot of shit up and killed a lot of people. Um, and I remember but, not not liking it all that much. But uh, but the real question is, does he wear a cowboy hat? And it, does he try to hit on <laughs> J-Lo? Um, no, but Jason Statham does uh, buy s- some, uh, some no-shark uh, sunscreen that he lathers onto himself so he can... Uh, uh, repel the sharks when he swim or when he jumps and <laughs> escapes out of the uh, island prison that he's in uh, during Wait one of the sequences. Really rubs a shark repellent cream on himself. Yeah, not well. So like the whole. I mean, like I said, I don't know why it's resurrection. I guess he's like hanging out and he gets pulled back in, you know. And it's this the the villain kidnaps Jessica Alba, who he just met like five seconds earlier, and immediately falls in love with. And then um, 
the villain, you know, kidnaps her and was like, all right, well, you'll get her back if you do these three jobs for me. And the first job is for him to kill this like warlord dude who's chilling in this prison that's an island and it's surrounded by sharks. So he literally goes into a shop in Thailand or wherever and it just looks like a bottle of sunscreen. It just says no shark on the front on the bottle or not even the bottle, but like a squeeze tube. Just says no shark, and he slathers uh, that all over his chest before he jumps out of the prison. This this sounds like stories that would be told by his character in Spy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds. I mean, it, it sounds funnier than it is. You know, it sounds like oh wow, that's that sounds entertaining, but it's not. I, f- I feel like he shows up on set and reads the script. He's like, "Come on, guys, I'd never do that." <laughs> or whatever. I, don't, I don't know why I made him Australian. <laughs> Australian uh, and British based the same accent, right? <laughs> yeah, close, close. Um, uh, yeah, like that, that and there's another scene where he's planning on how to get into the island prison and he's got all the requisite, you know, uh, uh, plans and, and blueprints uh, all pinned up to the wall, you know, as one does in a montage where they're planning. Um, and I, and he, has a, he has a picture of, of just a shark in the corner of that uh, pinned up... Uh, papers and then he he somehow is is doing math like of of where he has to jump out of or whatever but all there is in his booklet and i shit you not is nine times three and then a a a slash and then underneath it it says 27 (laughs) (laughs) and it like it looks like they they it's almost like they said put the slash in there so it looks like this fancy equation you know like, don't, we don't want it to look like it's just simple math. It's like, I like I had to write it out like, yes, my, uh, you know, my basic uh, math skills are paying off. It, it could be worse. He could walk up to the board and highlight two numbers and say, I know where they're going. <laughs> but <clears throat> oh, I just thought, <laughs> I just thought it was, dying. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was so funny that, that, you know, you the way that he wrote it down, you'd think it would be this like fancy, you know, predictive algorithm or whatever the f- and all it is is just nine times three is 27. <laughs> like, uh, those are, those are the two simple pleasures out of, uh, a very, very boring movie. So, well, I will say I'm uh, glad. There you go. I just, I just told you what all you need to know about mechanic too. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I yeah. uh, didn't bother to go out and see any of it <laughs> this past weekend. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about Don't Breathe. So what do you say we get into it? Is that, that's that's, is, is that's that me don't breathing. breathing. Yeah. <laughs> get it? <laughs> I, I got it. All right. We're going to, uh, you know, hold our breaths while we watch the trailer for Don't Breathe. And then we're going to come back and give you a review. Your lips look sore. That's how you're making your cash out there? <laughs> what do you say you and I move away from mom together? It's a promise. You're leaving? Yeah, as soon as I have the money. When are you coming back? Never. Yo, I got our ticket out of here. Rumor is this guy is sitting on at least 300K. Boom! That's her guy. Wait, is he blind? We messed up to rob a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. Money's probably in there. Uh. 
who's there. Stay right there. How many of you are there? <laughs> Man, all right, just let me go, please. Okay, I swear to God. So that was the trailer for Don't Breathe. Uh, basically, three uh, youngish people. They decide that, uh, you know, they, they have this little life where they kind of go around, they knock over little places because the main character or one of the guys is uh, his dad works for a security company. They can get keys, they can break in, they try to do small amounts of uh, money each time they steal. But they find out about this one veteran who has some sort of settlement and he has a bunch of cash in his house. And they're like, you know what, if we can, if we can do one last job, we can uh, sneak in, steal this guy's money. And the great thing is he's blind, so we don't have to oh, worry about when course. he leaves. Um, so basically, they sneak in to steal his stuff. And uh, he don't like that so much. <laughs> and basically, they have to figure out how to get away from the blind man as he tries to defend his house. So, Carson, people seem to be enjoying this film. Uh, did you enjoy it? Do you, do you think Sam Worthington took his eyesight? I think that's in the alternate cut of uh, Don't Breathe. Uh, I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> anyway, that, that was bad. Uh, you know, <laughs> Stephen Lang was uh, the villain. Oh, okay. Is he the guy Avatar. from... Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. A- any hoot. Um, I mean, I really, it's just don't bother, am I right? I mean, that's what they they should have just called this. That's, <laughs> th- that's my Rotten Tomatoes blurb right here. Uh, they can just they can just uh, round up. Uh, don't breathe. Ten Cloverfield Lane and Green Room. Oh in the, Jesus! Uh, oh, you didn't, you didn't like Green Room either. No, I did not. Oh. Um, they could put this in the uh, the bland core stuck in one location triple bill. So here, just real fast, did you did you happen to see Imperium? Because I feel like I did. Yeah, I did. I feel yeah. like if you've seen Imperium, you have to at least give Green Room credit for at least being some sort of depiction of a neo-Nazi group that did, isn't complete trash. Did you see it? Oh yeah, yeah. Stephen and I saw it in theaters oh, okay. together. I actually thought that the Nazis in Imperium were way more intimidating than the oh, ones God, in, okay. than in Green Room. We, we, we can't get into this though because this, this could I be mean, like an hour discussion on its own. I, I mean, I I didn't think that Imperium was uh, the greatest of movies, but. Um, it was it was pretty low budge in some in some parts, but I did think that the uh, the 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 tension was was a lot more palpable. But yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, back, back to Don't Breathe, which you apparently don't <clears throat> like. I did not. Uh, I mean, I think that uh, the movie is uh, 
Uh, well, I mean, you know, not to say that any movie is original these days, but it, it this is a movie that has been done before, and I think that it's been done better. Obviously, uh, you know, the the big movie here is they essentially just swapped out uh, Audrey Hepburn as a blind woman in Wait Until Dark with blind Stephen Lang and uh, made the criminals all teenagers or young aged instead of old dudes, um, older dudes. Um, but, uh, and you know, this is kind of like the, like I said, it just, it feels, it just feels very bland. It feels very tame. I, I, I said after the movie to, to Sarah, I was like, you know, if this movie had come out 10 years ago, I, I probably would have just been howling with laughter. I said it was the funniest movie since Stay Alive, uh, horror movie since Stay Alive, um, because I think back in the day, uh, back when, you know, I was a real asshole that uh, I, I probably just would have... <laughs> was? I probably just would have <laughs> laughed. I would have just full on Robert De Niro and Cape Fear just laughed at this movie in the theater. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was laughing internally now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I just think that this movie just doesn't have much to offer. Like, I, I don't think it's scary. I don't think it's fun. Um, I think once they get in the house, it just, they, everyone just becomes a dumb idiot. Like, it's just, it's just one contrivance after the next and yes you know horror movies uh, these type of movies are built upon contrivances but i mean it's almost like you could just see the strings in motion you know like you 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 are like okay well like they gotta figure out a way f to keep them in the house blah 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 like i mean you could kind of just see the 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 gears turning uh, at every turn and um I think that the movie the movie really shoots itself in the foot uh, in the beginning because they do what a lot of movies attempt to do and fail, which is show you the end and then, you know, Tarantino it, basically. Yeah, I don't know what was up with that, like why they bothered to do that at all. I, I mean, other than, you know, start off the movie with some baller, like, you know, overhead shot of coming down and having her drag, you know, being dragged across the street. Well, what's dumb is that exact, that exact same scene could have been used completely in context and had it not be, it, it could have, it could have been a scene that takes place before this film starts and it would have totally made sense without getting too spoilery. Like they could have used that exact same scene just to establish sort of the demeanor of that character and had the person they were dragging be somebody different. And it would have oh, yeah. 100% worked. And it, it almost like as the camera was slowly pulling in, I was kind of watching the, the line before, like, excuse me, like at the top of the girl's shirt and her face. Like it, it almost looks like she was digitally added there. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it, she, she looks a little dead. Yeah. 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 It, it yeah. just had like a, a, a look to it that seemed artificial. And I was kind it, of it, trying to figure out what that was. And I, and it, I feel like, contextually they could have had it be someone else and then come back to it it looked like he was dragging a dummy and then they just cg'd her face on it yeah. <laughs> you know but i mean it would have made um it would have made a lot more sense and i think it would have been a lot stronger if uh i mean like you said if it had just been any person i mean 
and I don't think this is a spoiler because it's in the it's in the trailer is that we know that 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 this blind guy has captured other people, women, and locked him away in the basement. So I don't I mean, I don't think it would be, you know, it would wouldn't be totally out of the ordinary if we, you know, just saw him dragging some, you know, innocent victim or whatever. Because, yeah. um, you know, just that whole and it's not just horror movies. There's a lot of movies that do that where they show you the end. Like they'll do it in like historical dramas too. And you're just like, like, like I already know how it ends. Like, you know what I mean? And you're just like, you're <laughs> it'd just be like, it'd be like if the Lincoln movie started with him being assassinated. <laughs> I think and it was like this much time beforehand. Didn't, I mean, I did, did, I feel like Lincoln or one of those movies did do, do that where I was just like, like, well, it, I, end, it ends with them leaving for the, the theater. It does, yeah. That's yeah. right, it did. And like somebody has some line like, well, see you tomorrow, or like something. Like, I think, yeah. I'm going to live forever. But I mean, e- even in a movie like that, where you know, where you know historically what is going to happen, um, it, it's still annoying because you're just like, you're waiting for it to happen. So I think the fact that, you know, they started this movie off and you know kind of what happens to the the main character, one of the main characters. I mean, you can pretty much piece together what happened to the others. Uh, <laughs> well, you, one know, of, you know one based on the trailer. Yeah. How they beat their, that's, there's basically, yeah. <laughs> one fucking dies in the trailer. I mean, that's just, <laughs> they show that full on. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of deduce. Um, but yeah, anytime they do that, you're just waiting and it, and it cuts all of the suspense and the tension because um, what could have been, I feel like, a really good scene toward the end of the movie where uh, there's a dog and a car and you're like, well, once that's over, you're like, well, you know that that the, the guy gets out. So it, you're just kind of waiting for everything to fall into place. And I mean, you really got to have a strong movie to back up the whole, you know, we're going to show you the end first because... Uh, you know, like a Tarantino movie. Um, so, so that really was a was a big no no to start off with. Um, and then you know, I, I did I did appreciate though the fact that the movie moves quickly. Like they don't really spend a whole lot of time beforehand with the main characters. They pretty much get right down to the nitty gritty, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna rob this blind dude." Um, you know, they kind of show them doing like a, a robbery in the beginning. And like, I actually thought all that that stuff leading up to them going into the blind man's house was actually was really good. Uh, like I was at least with it. I was like, OK, well, this is, you know, we're getting right to the chase. Like we're not screwing around with unnecessary, you know, backstory or exposition or whatever. There is some of that, but it's, you know, it's, you know, it's it's gotten through pretty quickly. So, um but then, like I said, once they get into the house, they just all turn into dumb idiots and it just becomes, uh, you know, a waiting game until that that opening shot comes back into play. Um, and then there's, you know, this 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 uh, supposed twist that they've, I guess, on social media been saying, like, you better see it because everybody will be talking about it on Monday. And you're just like, oh gosh, whenever they do that, it's usually not that great of a twist or it's not even really a twist at all. Um, and uh, I, I thought it was pretty lame. I thought that 
the movie itself, again, you can, like, see the gears, you know, turning, like, oh, look what we're doing! Um, and I thought that, uh, like, it was very pleased with itself, like, look how gross and shocking we're being, um, when really it was extremely tame. Like, I, I think that, I think that, uh, this movie is, like, it's in this weird limbo. Like, it's not, it's not, um... Oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. Well, it's it's not uh it's like too grim to be fun. Like it's not fun enough. Like a Sam Raimi uh you know goofy it doesn't have that tone. Um but it's not it's not extreme and it's not grim enough to be like a French extreme horror movie. Like I think in the, well, no, the nothing's quite that bad. No, but it, I mean it's not it's it's this movie is grim in the way that like sinister is grim where it's just it's not fun to watch um and i i think if they were i think if they were really going to go all in they should have just gone all in um but i i kind of get the feeling that they thought they were going all in especially with the the quote-unquote twist and it really wasn't it was just kind of like oh okay and it's all kind of glossed over like really quickly and you're just like oh that was it like all right um whatever but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's a situation where, like, I can see why, I guess, I can see why people are digging it. Like, I mean, that's fine. Like, I, I'm kind of surprised that it does have, like, an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. But, uh, uh, I mean, I can see where people would dig it. But, like, I just think that there's there's so much better stuff out there. Like, uh, and... and, a, and I mean, I wasn't a fan of the of the director. He did the Evil Dead remake, and I mean, I didn't like that movie either. So I just think that there's, I don't know, it's just some. I just think that there's, you know, something lacking in both of those movies. Obviously, the Evil Dead remake was an uphill battle. I mean, that was it was like Ghostbusters. It's like you shouldn't even. You know, you're you're kind of you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So the so I was kind of rooting for this one because it's like okay, well now he has a chance to to do something a little more original and and not have to be beholden to this you know franchise and whatnot. And and I still didn't think that it it, it was you know it succeeded. So yeah, well I I, I don't I, what do you what do you think? I, I have a feeling that uh, that you don't agree. Well, I I don't think this film is good in the sense that the you know the, the di- dialogue is heavy handed the 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 tropes of of like you know the, the nerdy guy who's like likes this girl but that girl's with some like deadbeat dude and like oh, blah yeah, blah blah yeah. he, he's really only getting stuck in this situation because he likes the girl like all those things felt very very weak but like so so it's hard for me to say like no 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 Carson this is a this is a good film um, because because technically it's not but what I think it does what it's trying to do. What little it's trying to do, I think it executes perfectly fine on, and I think it's actually very entertaining. Like, I mean, the the stuff that you talk about, um, y- yes, the characters don't make the best decisions at the best times while they're in this house, but I think that they did that they did do a good job of showing that there weren't a lot of good decisions that they could have made in the house. Like, I, I feel like the, you know, being the fact that like. Not only is this guy a war vet who's sort of suspicious, of, like he's like the, the 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 typical like war vet who's like, oh, government's gonna blah, like that kind of guy. So his house is sort of set up in a way that he can easily 
Um, he's, he's sort of fortified in there, right? Like all the windows are barred up. He's easily, he has a million locks in the front door. There's a bunch of stuff he can do. Plus he's also sort of doing something a little bit shady in the house anyways. So he's, it's extra protected on top of that, right? Like he won't ever leave that place because, you know, he's got his own thing going on there. So yeah. I feel, I feel like the nature of where they are and what they're doing there, I, I feel like they were stuck. To me, there wasn't like a, well, duh, just open up the front door and you're, you're good. Like there, there was, it, it was believable that they didn't have a good escape, whether or not the, the decisions they make and the actions they take were, were perfectly sound. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't seen this other film that you're talking about. Uh, so I am just, I was watching this film and the whole reason I wanted to see this film is because I thought the premise was great. Whether oh, it's about... I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I thought the trailer for this movie, while they gave away probably too much, but I thought the trailer was totally sold you on the fact that like, this is going to be like a nasty little horror uh, thriller and it's going to be like a, a sweet fun time. Yeah. Well, so, so I, I think, I think the film executed exactly on what I expected from the trailer. Like I didn't feel let down. I thought, I thought it was, it was very enjoyable. Um, not in the fun way, like you were complaining that it's not, cause I don't think this was trying to be fun, but I liked the grim nature of it. And, um, as, as you said, it, it's not like a French, like it's not like the movie inside or something like that. Where right. you're, well, actually, you're, I think you're just... inside is a movie that I thought of, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, one location, uh, you know, basically home invasion, like yeah, someone yeah. getting menaced. I mean, I think that's a much, much better example than, than this. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty gnarly film that, that that's, that's yeah. dealing with its own sort of things. These are sort of people do something because I think it's going to be easy and they're going to like take advantage of somebody. And that person turns out to be um, not somebody who's easily taken advantage of. And I right. think that this film executes perfectly fine on that. Um, I, I think they do maybe stretch the scenario out longer than it needed to be like i feel like the events of this thing would play out pretty quickly right like once things started to go down oh yeah it like it feels like this this film takes place over like a whole after like a whole day like an entire day right like they they, they sort of they yeah, show like up there one night yeah yeah they show up there at like 2 a.m and i feel like the movie ends the following or that that the rest of that day, like around 6 p.m., right? Like I feel like they've been there all day. This film, I think, could have been really interesting told in roughly real time. Uh, like maybe spend five minutes establishing that they do this thing. And then once they arrive at the house, the film should almost be in real time because I think that's about how long all of this thing would play out. Um, I mean, I was under the impression that it was it was only one night. Like they got there in the middle of the night and it ended in the morning. I mean, maybe, but it felt like it felt like those scenes later on where the sun had already come all the way up and was now going down. Right. I mean, uh, I don't know. I wasn't really, uh, you know, that focused into it in terms yeah, of that. I, but I, I, yeah, know, I, I mean, I think that's the chronology of what the film is going for. But yeah, I mean, because I mean, the, they take all these breaks in the story to kind of do their yeah. own thing. It makes it feel like a lot of more time has passed than it is. The, the sense of time it does feel longer, but I think it was just supposed to be only a, like that one night. Yeah, but but either way, if if you show up to a house at 2 a.m. to do something like this, I feel like all of these events would have played out before the sun came up. And we oh, know yeah, he would have killed all of, he would have killed all of them in like five minutes. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. his dog would have. And if he didn't kill them, this dog would have, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what if, what if one of them was wearing PF flyers? They they might have been able to escape if someone, the dog. 
<laughs> if someone had their no dog uh, sunscreen on, um, dog repellent on, that would then they would have been okay. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, um, so I, I think the um, the 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 twisty type stuff towards the end. Um, I I don't know why you hate it so much. I mean, I I think it added a level of um how to say it like I, I it added a level of frighteningness to the scenario not because um it was scary but just because it was like twisted enough that it 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 was legitimately upsetting in a way and um i know like you said it was laughable or whatever but like i i, I think I think it doesn't take much to buy into it and just be like legitimately terrified about what is going on and like the ramifications for the mindset of the people involved, I think is more frightening than maybe any of it visually was. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think the film was, it, it's an entertaining film to say the least. And while the writing could be better and the setup could be better, um, and there could be less tropes of these characters. I think that the film promised one thing and 100% delivered as much as it needed to. I mean, I think that, yes, the obviously, you know, I'm not, <laughs> although uh, people might seem to think uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what I choose to laugh at during movies, but uh, obviously I'm not sitting there going like, ah, ha, ha. This is so funny. Um, I mean, obviously, it's an extremely terrifying situation if it were real. Um, and you, you have to watch it like it's real. Carson. Uh, but I just think that it just it almost felt out of nowhere. Like and the execution of it in my eyes was. Uh, it, it just felt like. They, <gasps> bless you. <laughs> uh, it just felt like they were trying to come up with something that was just so shocking and gross and like, whoa, look where we went. Like I can't, you know, just to get an audience reaction. And like, it didn't feel like there was nothing else that preceded it. Um, that felt that way, you know, like I, well, I let me I ask know. you this. If, if, if there weren't posts and people saying things like, oh, my God, people are going to be talking about it on Monday. Yeah. Would you still not have that reaction or is your reaction possibly influenced by the fact that people are like, oh, my God. Uh, no, I still would have shook my head and comically thrown my empty water cup in front of me. Uh, <laughs> I, I still would have done that because it, it just was like so out of nowhere and like what? Like I. Like, I I just think that it was, no. And, like, I mean, it, it, maybe afterward I'll tell you, like, if it, if it was the French extreme version, like, then I think there would have been a different, uh, it, it would have played out a lot differently. I, I just think that, like, the way that it played out, too, was, like, so predictable. It's like, okay, well, this is going to happen, clearly. And it's all going to be for, for gross-out effect or whatever, you know, try to, to uh, you know... And it just felt very, like I said, it felt very, obviously, like, you know, a movie like this is supposed to be manipulative, but it felt just extra manipulative, like, and you could see the strings just, like, working in motion, like. You know who I, couldn't see the strings? Uh, James Spader couldn't. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, 
Yeah, and I do agree that, like, look, I mean, I'm not asking for uh, the most original movie here because, you know, you can't really do that. But, yes, there are a lot of really tired tropes in this movie. The fact that this is, like, you know, the one last job before we can get away. It's like, really? <laughs> Come on. Well, I mean, I mean it, it, it's sort of... it. it I, 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 I would say it's a little bit different than just the one last job because basically they have like we can never steal more than ten thousand dollars because this would be a real crime and this is like whoa yeah but it's it's technically the one last job before they can where they can get enough money to leave where they're living which I yeah, thought yeah. was so funny that uh, the girl in it you know wanted to leave they they're in Detroit and she wanted to go to California and it was just like what. Like, why in movie? I guess because, like... She's going to become a star. I guess, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess because, like, California and New York are, like, just so, like, popular big destinations. But, like, wouldn't you think that she could take all this money and move to like Montana and she could live like a king. Like, I, I, yeah, but you know, she wanted to go somewhere where they have beaches so she can surf. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That was the dumb reason. It's like, yeah. And then waste all your money like in the first month, you know, uh, trying to live there. But I, I just think that that was kind of funny. It's like, I'm going to move to California. It's like, uh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, that was uh, just uh, I thought was kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, they you know, they are kind of in that mindset. And then obviously, yeah, the uh, the guy, the ki- the guy who uh, played uh, uh, Jack's son on Lost, uh, he, you know, he's he's the typical like uh, friend zone guy, um, which, you know, again, was like, really? OK. Um, and, and I don't I, I guess I missed it. Uh, obviously, like he, you know, was wearing like uh money doll like dollar sign chains and stuff but i i had no idea that like the boyfriend character was like his nickname was actually money or his name or what <laughs> until, you know, the, until the text message until scene. the text message came up where she says he shot money and i had to <laughs> try to stifle laughter like i probably almost had an aneurysm from trying to stifle laughter because I, I had no idea and then like the fact that like that the, the text said he shot money. Like, I don't know why that was so funny to me. It was just like, wouldn't you just use his real name? Like, I don't know. It's just so funny. Like, I like I said, it, this really was the funniest horror movie since Stay Alive. Like, I, like I at least, uh, you know, there was some enjoyment there. But, uh, yeah. So there was just stuff like that where it was like, couldn't we have done just something a little different? And then obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, the the ways to keep them in the house. Like, okay, I understand, like, uh, you know, there's only, I don't know, there's, there's, yeah, you're limited, obviously, but, uh, you know, there's more than just, like, okay, the dog shows up. Like, I mean, eventually that just gets old, because it was either him or the dog was keeping them from doing whatever they needed to do to escape. Um, Like like, like I said, that, that didn't bother me. There was one scene where I was really confused about, what exactly was supposed to happening be happening because you know everyone who's alive runs into a room and they go oh shit all the windows are boarded up and then literally (laughs) 30 seconds later somebody goes out a window and it's like you you just explained that the windows have bars on them how did this just happen they're magical bars dude i don't know like it just evaporated straight through the walls (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, you saying it was the sixty seventh criminal? <laughs> yeah, there was in the basement, which I thought the whole you know him 
keeping the chick in the basement like that was all very like buffalo bill ish like even the way he talked sounded like buffalo bill like i feel like it just all goes back to buffalo bill like no matter what like the psychos in movies like i was just like i just i don't know like it just was done better and then that whole scene where the whole scene where you know he shuts off the lights and they're just you know feeling around in the dark and and we're kind of in like night vision like and they're playing I, seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that that whole sequence is was lifted from the end of Silence of the Lambs. Like that, like that, I mean, obviously, I don't know if they intentionally did, but that sequence was done in the Silence of the Lambs the same way and to much greater effect. And I think that um, you know, again, it's like you're you're picking you're, there's there's things in it, you know, whether the 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 whole movie or just certain scenes, where you're just like picking things where you're like, man, this has just all been done a lot better before. Like, so like I don't know. To me, that's why it just uh, it didn't feel the way that I most other people felt. So I don't know. All right, so there's no graceful way to do this, but I, I have to take a quick break for a second. So. <laughs> So we will just continue on at least as if the conversation didn't stop. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, should we get to our verdicts, Carson? Uh, okay. All right, Carson, if you're going to give the same must-see, a reckon with a caveat, a wait with, for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a pass, uh, caveat being you should go out and rent or watch somehow the movie Livid or Levide. The other French extreme horror movie, uh, which is again it's the one about Ricky Martin. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it, it's 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 essentially the same concept, except instead of an old blind man, it's killer ballerinas. So like that's <laughs> are, are the ballerinas blind? <laughs> no. Well, I guess yeah, they well, technically I, are. I feel like you're like it's the same exact scenario, except for not even remotely similar. Uh, but I said without a blind man, so okay. I I, yeah, I yeah, but so so is it ballerinas being robbed, but they happen to be killers? It's it's close. Yes, there are killer ballerinas in the house, which they are robbing. Uh, that end up the ballet being, is coming from inside the house. End up being the threat. That's a movie that that takes it to you know some some creative levels. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I would say that. Or there's another movie out. Not to go long, but there's another movie out this uh, that I saw this weekend with uh, Matthias Schoenertz called Disorder, which was really good. A French movie. Another French movie. Um, so it's called it, Disorder. <laughs> it's called Disorder. Uh, system of a down did the music uh, no they didn't um uh yeah but that was also really good because it it's 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 not the same premise but it is a home invasion movie and i think it does what this movie kind of does but a lot better yeah and, and also go watch inside because inside yeah that too that film is definitely um an interesting <laughs> picture yes and uh, and like I said, wait until dark. The Audrey Hepburn movie is another one that's uh, really good. So cool. Uh, I didn't say what I give this thing yet, right? No, <laughs> no. not yet. Not yet. Um, I give it a recommend with a caveat. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, um, and I had a lot of disturbedness from the other parts that were disturbing. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it it was a film that 
was entertaining um, at the very least. And I like it for that level of entertainingness. Um, it's not going to go down in the, the, my, my book says like, Oh my God, do you ever remember when we watched this movie? Um, but I had fun with it. And I think if you want to go out and see a little suspense film, that this is one that, uh, you can go out, watch and feel suspended. <laughs> sure. Yes. M- much like the two girls in the film. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast so uh, Carson people want to find you throughout the week uh, where, what basements are you going to be hiding in? I have everyone's basement man I'm <laughs> all over it myspace.com slash turkey baster <laughs> Jesus <laughs> uh, people can find me over at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Uh, music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to um, Don't Breathe, so hopefully you're listening to that and enjoying it. Yes. Um, much, uh, much like... Uh much like uh, semen, the, all of these episodes are going to come out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> there's apparently a really, there's a backlog, okay? They're backed up. It's like they're waiting. My hard drive's got blue balls. <laughs> they got blue balls for sure. They're uh, like, oh, I only got to wait five days and then I can get some more. It's, it's, it's going to feel great to relieve all that bandwidth. It's been <laughs> storing up. Um, but yeah, so that's the podcast. Thank you for joining me, Carson. Yes, thank you. And for having you. me again <laughs> thank you guys all for listening uh, careful which houses you are breaking into to steal money from because um, yes. you might find out it's more difficult than you expect but uh, yeah we will see you next week talk to you later bye